Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Michelle here on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awesome. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. So hi, I'm Michelle Ponvert, Ponvert, if you want to spell out the whole name. (laughs) I'm a branding and website designer, and I support parent and baby businesses who are looking to grow and make a bigger impact with the families they support. Oh, that is so awesome. (laughs) I cannot wait to dive into this. Yeah. Let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business. What was that like for you? Uh, It's a long and twisting journey. I've always been a creative. I actually started my career, my work life as a set decorator in film and TV and realized that there wasn't a lot of space for that work and a family life. And so I started a long journey to figure out what I should do professionally that supports my huge goals to be a really like present parent and be around for the kids I have now but didn't have yet. I moved to France about six years ago and I started working with some small businesses and kind of found myself on their marketing teams and ended up just like loving working on their websites. And so when my son was born, I decided like, okay, it's time to do something that will really fit and let me be actively like with him while he's little. So I started this business and it just kind of became natural that I wanted to support those kind of people that I'm around and I'm thinking about all the time, which are these bar- you know, parent and baby businesses, like lactation specialists, sleep consultants for parents who really need help with that, which definitely was me. <laughs> and the way I've kind of described it to people is like, I struggled a lot when I was pregnant and postpartum to find like resources, support products that I needed in on the websites, on my phone, like I couldn't find what I needed super easily. So I want to do my small part to help make that easier for other parents to find so they don't have to struggle like I did. I love that. I really do. <laughs> and not only for current parents, but also parents that are people that who are looking to be parents yes. to be, you know, yeah. I think that's a really good It's resource. hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find the right information and trustworthy resources and it, it shouldn't be that hard. There's so many people out there wanting to share great resources, value, and I just want to help make it easier for people to find it. No, that's actually really good because like you said, some people probably have that idea in mind or are already doing it, but they're not putting themselves out there to actually be foundable. I don't even know <laughs> if that's even a word, but <laughs> to be foundable. <laughs> so, you know, it's all I have to do, you know, deal with the mindset and everything. But but definitely, this is a really good point about how, you know, people are looking for what you have to offer, what, you know, tips or resources you have to, you know, to, to give, to share to the world. So it's like, go ahead and share it. You know, don't overthink <laughs> it, just share it, you know? So yeah, yeah I definitely like that. And you that. know, 
these days parents you know especially with little kids like you're on your phone all the time and it's so natural for us to like google and try and find something or like look through the internet instagram to find things and it, i don't know it just feels like this particular part of the world is not quite caught up with that yet <laughs> there's there's some people and they're really trying but i wish it was more accessible for everyone <laughs> yeah yeah me too yeah <laughs> So can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? I, yeah, I've had a couple. I think the the hello moment of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start this business because I just wasn't finding something that fit the way I wanted it to around my lifestyle with my son. Like I wanted to be the one picking him up from his naps and cuddling with him when he was having a hard time. And no matter how great and flexible a job is, it will never give you that freedom to be able to just be there when they need you. And I think that moment of like, it was almost a light bulb, but with like, okay, I think I need to be my own boss. <laughs> it came when I was about five, six months postpartum. My son was barely sleeping. We were having really major issues with breastfeeding and I was falling apart and I was like, okay, I think I need to be in charge of this and make this something I can fit around us and him. And I think that was a huge one. The other one I think was figuring out my niche. Like it's, it's so funny because I think I got close to it, but I was part of this group for branding and someone just kind of spoke it back to me and it clicked. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm doing this to be a better mom. I want to help these business owners who are usually moms too be better mums to their families and then support other mums <laughs> with their services and their products and their resources. I was like, this beautiful like synergy of all three just really made me so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. So did you find it very hard to find your, I would say your ideal customer or your ideal clients? Did you find it very hard to, you know, find those people or was it more like, you were in different groups and people were asking for help or certain services. Yeah, it's been on and off. I think it's not a particularly easy thing because I think I'm encompassing quite a lot of different types of work. So I'm finding like a little pocket here where I'm finding like lactation specialists and another pocket over here that does baby clothes and finding all those little pieces that I could help with has been kind of an ongoing work but I really love when I do discover one of those I'm like oh wow here are my people this is awesome that's awesome that's really good yeah if you can find <laughs> once you find your tribe you got to hold on to them for dear life mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness hey there are you looking to start a podcast without the tech overwhelm let me guess you probably searched on google and youtube on how to get started but the instructions and video left you feeling like huh well, look no further because I have a free guide on how to jumpstart your podcast without the complex tech talk. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. Again, it's hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. In this free guide, you will get a get started questionnaire, a list of resources, an outline for your show notes, a plan your podcast calendar, a schedule for your episodes, and a podcast checklist. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP and download it now. I cannot wait to listen to your first episode. So let's talk about the role of empathy in successful branding and website design. Can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about that? Yeah. So empathy is kind of the catch-all 
phrase that I'm using to just talk about the way to approach your branding and your website as something outside of yourself. A lot of times when we're just starting out in business, it can be kind of hard to get out of your own head and think about the customer that you want to be working with or the people actually using your website. And I think there is something so helpful in just stepping out of your own mind and into the shoes, into the experience of the people you're trying to serve whenever making decisions about your brand and your website in particular, because those are sometimes your first touch points with these people. And it's the easiest way for them to click and be like, oh, they get me. Or, you know, she she's talking my language. She knows what I'm struggling with. And just having that perspective shift of thinking about the brand to appeal to them and be what they're expecting it to be like and what they're familiar with and the website to be you know easy for them to use not that it sort of serves your needs first but that it's easy for them to navigate it's clear for them to get to what they want to get out of it which may not be the same thing <laughs> you as a business owner want to get right away but just helping have that empathy for their experience can be so powerful and earn a lot of trust in those people that ultimately need to trust you to sort of hand over their money and work with you or buy your products. So I really think it's powerful to just have that perspective shift to, to be in their shoes. That's, that's a really good point because you can actually use that for any part of your business, like whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, when you're working with clients, because I know oftentimes, and I have done website design, I don't really do it anymore <laughs> conversation for another day conversation for another day or off recording but I am a I'm an innovator and a designer and mm. when I get the feedback from the from the client of how they want their website done or you know they wanted xyz I have in my mind what I think will make this website so spectacular but oftentimes it's not their vision. So it's kind of hard because it kind of bump, but hits mm -hmm. in a way because I'm the innovative, I'm the creative person and my creative yeah. person wants to say, no, we need to do it this way. But they're like, no, I want it done this way. And I'm like, ooh, that don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so. a really good tool when there are the sort of disagreements I find yes. because we both ultimately want the customer to be happy because that supports their business goals. And for me, it means it's a successful design. So I feel yes. like anytime with clients, we're hitting up against, you know, not quite agreeing or having different ideas of what to do. If we can just come back to the customer, it's almost like let the customer decide yeah. whatever makes sense for them. I feel like it's a very like egalitarian way to design. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'll definitely keep the empathy in mind, even if I'm like, mm. Mm, I don't want <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> well, the nice thing is it's, you know, it's part of the process. And a lot of times, like it's a, it's a process. You need to do research and test things out. I started my web design journey actually taking some a boot camp and some courses around UX UI design. So the user experience and their whole process is based on like empathy and ideation and iteration. And you like really do dig into talking to those customers, mining their answers, figuring out what they want, even if they can't articulate it themselves, then you try and make it and then you test it and see if it actually does what they want it to do. So I feel like it's not a final concrete thing. It's not a painting you hang on the wall. It's a living being. Your brand and your website are living parts of your business. So you try, you do your best to figure out what you think they want. 
and then you see and you adapt. <laughs> I like that. I'm definitely going to take that into consideration next oh, time. Oh, please do. I'd Hopefully it's the next time, but <laughs> it might be a next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I really do. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Well, obviously I'm a big fan of customer first, but I do think there is also a accessibility perspective that's really interesting and helpful to think about when we are talking about branding and websites to make sure that everyone who does fit your ideal client can use and understand your website and your your branding. And that's things like having enough contrast between the background and the font color so they can read it, making sure your font sizes are big enough. And I think just it's something that can be so simple and just so meaningful to those people who are a little bit marginalized or do find that brands lock them out without thinking about accessibility. And I think it's something that really we should all be doing just to make sure that everyone can use the internet. It is ultimately the playground for all of us. So I'd love to just give that little nudge to make a little bit of an effort to include some accessibility in your branding and your website to make sure everyone can enjoy what you have to offer. Awesome. I love that. I really do. (laughs) So let's talk about the freebie that you have for everyone. Yeah. So I've put together a DIY website audit. And so an audit, in case anyone doesn't know, is just a way to like review something and come up with a plan to fix it. So basically, I walk through a couple of really fast, easy, actionable ways to improve your website by just going through the checklist making sure you've hit all those points and then going in and fixing it. I've also done like a video recording for visual learners like myself who prefer to walk through things that way. only take like 15 minutes and it can do a lot to just help make sure that your website is talking to that client that you really want, is accessible and kind of hits on those main things you need to do to make it work for you. Awesome. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait to actually see it and dive into it. Yeah, because I I don't think I've touched my website in a long time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm serious. I don't think I touched it in a long time. But I make little (laughs) tweaks here and there. But I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, done is better than perfect. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like at that point, like, okay, it's perfect now. Um, (laughs) I can definitely (laughs) see a lot of tweaks that I could do probably a little more SEO Mm. and everything. But I'm like, okay, it's done. It's perfect. (laughs) It's a tool. If it's working for you, it's working for you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So where can everyone find you? Well, obviously, my website is my favorite place for people to come and hang out with me. So that's michelleponvert.com. And then I'm on Instagram at michelleponvert and on Facebook, michelleponvert. Pretty easy. Same name everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll definitely link those up in the show notes. Well, Michelle, I'm so happy that you came on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to have you come back. <laughs> please i'd love that <laughs> yeah yeah we definitely gonna have to talk more about websites oh yeah <laughs> i could talk for hours about them. <laughs> did you like today's episode i hope you did join me next week for more valuable bombs tips and tricks on how to grow your business by taking action if you like this podcast subscribe and leave us a review or take a snapshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. We would love to hear from you.